Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Kool-Aid Friday. We're drinking it in as we always do on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. This is your boy Derek Oakry at Derek Oakry. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E on Twitter. Please give me a follow. Please check that out because I'm always tweeting out Lions and free agency is in full swing. We talked about it on our Wednesday show. Uh, Here we are on Friday. Lots to talk about. But before we get to that, We've got the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Grifka is in the building on a Friday. You know what that means, Grifka. How are you, buddy? Uh, doing good, doing good. You are, you are right. I am in the building simply because the governor said we can't go anywhere. But right. um, so yeah, since I'm in the building, please hit me up at Twitter on Twitter at, at Grifka DKC. Looking forward to talking to some of these people because um, once again, can't go anywhere. You know, to enjoy the weekend weather that uh, it's supposed to be sunny, but it's only supposed to be. Uh, High 30s, low 40s. So uh, we're used to the uh, 50s all week. So it's going to be sunny, but it's going to be chilly out here in Michigan. And uh, once again, as always, TGIF. Thank you, Grifka. Got us off to a good start here. Let's dive right in. We got we got lots of football to talk about. Uh, free agency is in full swing. We're one week closer to the NFL draft, which is actually going to happen, which not only do you know I'm fired up about because I thought it was going to be delayed and because it's my favorite event of the year. But I'm actually pumped that it's kind of going to be throwback. It's not going to be these stupid shots of people out uh, gathering like it's a, you know, national holiday. It's just going to be straight up football picks, you know, in, in a smaller setting, no messing around. I'm sure they'll still do some gimmicks, but to me, it's going to be maybe like that old school where I fell in love with the draft back when it was, you know, two, three days, rounds four through seven were all on one day and you just sat back and you just soaked in all this football. So I, I can't wait for that, but we still got a few weeks before that. Grifka, what the heck are we talking about on a Friday? I'm ready to probably fight with you on some things. I'm ready to educate you on some things. I'm ready to talk Detroit Lions. What do we got? Cash, but you mentioned in the, the way they do the draft, they're going to look to do it this year. It just takes me back. Like you said, I remember when the draft, the, like the first round was on Sunday. And like, um, yeah, I, yeah, mo- you know, Monday morning we'd be in at school and we'd all have the newspaper talking about the draft. And then, you know, like that was like covered, you know, on ESPN for a little bit. And so like the other day, like wasn't even covered at all. You know, it's just like you found out later. It's like, oh, they took on lines, took these guys later in the draft. And, yeah, that's that was just that was cool. But uh, um, the first thing I want to talk about here, I, I know it's not the Lions and I know we try not to talk about it, but. And I know a lot of people hate this guy, but, you know, I like him. But Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady, like Tampa Bay, what do you think? I mean, I just got to get your opinion on this. Just something quick. I mean, nothing, no, you know, it doesn't have to be a deep dive unless you want it to be. But what do you think? I mean, does this really change, change the face of, of football? 
Griff, are you asking me, are you posing the question of Tom Brady not playing for the Patriots, possibly playing for a team that wears ketchup and mustard-type uniforms down in Florida of all places? Is this the question you're posing to me on a Friday, Grifka? Oh, yes. Is this a real question? Of course it is. Grifka, you want to know my answer? Do you really want to know? Yep. Hey, I'm Tom, interested. Hey, Tom Brady. It's a bad decision. Period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. Oh, Grifka, this... Hold on. I think I got other another sound bit that I need for this. Often I use this for you when you're crying and whining about something, but for me, this is only appropriate. Oh, Grifka, Tom Brady, like... At 43 years of age, like, leaving the Patriots, like, he's got this historic back end of his career still left. I mean, and and if that's not even worse, like, you'd think, oh, man, maybe he could go to one of these top franchises that you loathe and you hate so much and have, like, a good few years and win a couple Super Bowls and then walk on the, uh, you know, walk off on the sunset, (laughs) or however they say it, like, like... They got him going to, is he going to go to the Chargers or the or the Bucks? I mean, I think we're recording. We basically uh, recording a few days early, but word is he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> like Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the guy that wears red, white, and blue, that plays for the Patriots, that's been Mr. Amer- Captain America. Like, like I, I can't take it, Griff. I got a tear in my eye. I really do. Like, uh, I got to kill the music, but like, Tom Brady cannot go play for your boy, Bruce Arians, while he's wearing his Kangle and his Oakleys. He can't go down to Tampa Bay. I mean, what are they going to be selling? Uh, the the new creamsicles and number 12s left, right, and center? Like, I, I hate this on so many levels. I wish he would have done one of two things. I wish he would have said, hey, Bill, William, whatever he calls him, look, I've had a great career here. You've been on my ass since day one, but we've won at a high level. I'm 43 freaking years old. How about this? How about I stay here? I My legacy is already intact. I take like some like 10, 12, maybe in 15 or less million dollar deal. You take the other 15 to 20 million you should have been paying me all these years. Go get me a bunch of stud uh, players on offense and defense. Let's take two more runs of this, me and you. And then no matter what happens, both of us ride off into the sunset, call it a day. You're the greatest coach of all time. I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe we can even have the Cinderella story of winning a Super Bowl and just calling it good at that point. And even if we don't, it doesn't matter because we got more rings than anybody just at a higher level. So that's how it should have ended, Grifka. Or the second option is you couldn't work anything out. You you look yourself in the mirror. You're Tom Brady. You got more money than you can ever spend. You got a supermodel for a wife. You say you love your family and stuff. Hey, here's an idea. Retire. <laughs> like, just say, hey, it's been great. Like, I wish my career wouldn't have ended on a pick six to uh, – the Tennessee Titans of all people led by the sorry ass Ryan Tannehill, but that's what happened. So, you know, you could have just walked away and everybody would have had a great, you would have had a great like send off. Everybody would have been like, man, Tom Brady played for one team, six Super Bowls, whatever it is, like all the records, just what a great dude. And now 
no matter what he does in Tampa Bay, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I was thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, he can go to Tampa Bay and live in Utopia where Bruce Arians probably will never yell at him. He'll let him run the offense. He'll let him do whatever he wants. They got Mike Evans. They've got Chris Godwin. They'll probably add Melvin Gordon. They've got O.J. Howard, who's been a bum but has talent. Like, And they have a pretty aggressive big defense. So, like, for him, it's going to be like walking into – you know, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory where everything is color and he's be like, wow, this is what it's like to not live in a, uh, you know, a, a training camp or like a, uh, just a, the drudgery of being in the Patriots scheme and system for 20 years, but it doesn't matter. Like, unless he breaks every record from a passing perspective and it's just unbelievable and wins at the highest level, it's going to be so not worth it. I can't even believe I'm going to have to see him in that Jersey in that state. Like it makes no sense to me on so many levels. <sighs> I, I think the biggest thing of this is it comes down to, like you said, he wants to look, you know, look yourself in the mirror and realize, you know, I got all this, man, you should just walk away without really tainting my legacy. But I think he wants to prove like it was him, you know, winning those games and, you know, not Bill Belichick. I, this might be a little bit of an ego thing, um, you mentioned the few weapons that um, Tampa Bay has down there, you know, so yeah, they're young and he can be that guy. And like you said, Bruce Harrison, Bruce Arians may be the guy that just like, yeah, you go run the offense. I'll worry about the defense. But um, if you look at it though, I mean, he, he's, he's walking away from, I don't, I don't even want to call that division up and coming. Cause the only other team in the AFC East that was really I think really on the cusp of doing anything was Buffalo. And we saw some of the moves that Buffalo, you know, made, you know, this week. I mean, I still think the jets are, you know, a little bit away and the dolphins seem to be kind of like, you know, grasping at straws, you know, signing guys. I mean, what they got Kyle Van Noy down there, but still, I mean, they were still like the elite team in that division. Now you're going down to Tampa Bay where they got Carolina who looks like they're going to get Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they're down there. New Orleans is, you know, still a very dangerous team down there, you know, so in Atlanta and Atlanta can be one of those teams like, you know, Matt Ryan's very hit or miss. He's either, it seems like he's awesome or he seems like he's, Oh, Matt Ryan. And so what happened to him? So Chris, I, I, don't, well, hold I, on. I don't see him going to an easier division. So <laughs> I, I hate to break you up, but go rewind yourself back to Matt Ryan and say, when he's not good, just give the people what they want, please. It's oh, not yeah, hard. He's not that great. <laughs> I don't even want gosh, man. I, I, like when he's bad, he's bad. I mean, it's just like, I mean, when he's good, you know, he's, he's the girl with the curl, man. Everybody loves her, but gosh, when he's bad, he just, he's bad. You know, so Grifka, when Matt Ryan's not good, he probably does this to you. It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> yeah. He's driven me freaking bonkers since his rookie year when he played the Lions and he threw a touchdown pass on his first pass. <laughs> Griff, can, can you, can you, can you do the, the, it's not that great a little bit better for the people. I feel like you're slacking off. I have to bring it up oh, all the yeah. time. Like it's one of your goats. I mean, if we're going to make t-shirts on this one day, you got to give it a little something. You got to tee it up and knock it down for the people. I mean, you're letting everybody down out there. Oh, okay. So you want me to, Oh, he, he's not that great. <laughs> So I want, know, I'll, I'll, believe me, I'll really <laughs> knock it out of the park when I bring up your boy Odell and say, he's not that great. So uh, actually overrated one catch, you know, he's not that great. So, and then I'll but, say uh, this, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, finish your point And then let's keep it moving. Cause I'm getting sad again here in Tom Brady and in Tampa Bay. And then you justify, and then you saying like Bruce Arians is going to 
work on the defense. Bruce Arians knows nothing about defense. He, he knows nothing about anything. He's an offensive guy. He's a guy that thinks he's still 30 years old, but he's like 60-some. He thinks he's cooler than school. Like, I, 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 I don't get this at all. Like, just, I, I hope it works like out for Tom Brady. You don't like but... swag. <laughs> I, you don't, you I... don't like how he wears the Kangle. <laughs> I used to like him, but, like, when you brought him up a few weeks ago acting like he's some uh, football coaching legend, the guy's never won a damn thing. And, like, uh, he took he... the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. He took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was no, that he... was Ken Wisenhut. Yeah, I was going to no, say, right. he wasn't the coach there. He, he went there and did his whole Kangle gimmick, and it always was, you know, six wins or eight wins at the at the most. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I, like we got to move on to Lions stuff. But Tom Brady, like, what are you doing? Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> if I can quote another famous man. Like, to me, it's just the, the only part I agree with you on, which, again, I don't like to do that on the show. Is like, yeah, maybe he wants to show Double B that, hey, it was my ability all along. But, hey, you maybe should try that in your mid-30s, not at 43. Because the chances are that you only got a year or two left. So even if you play decent, it's not like you prove some big point. It's a really small sample size. And Bill Belichick could coach for another 10 years if he wanted with the same ruthless aggression that he does now and, and show you up anyway. So, like... I don't know. It's a it's a very odd situation. I never thought it would go this way. I think I put it out on Twitter. I don't see TB and TB, and now it's pretty much a reality, which is just annoys me to no end. <sighs> well, what else we well, got? I'm, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yes. Um, let's do this. Let's uh let's take a quick break here because uh, the next thing I want to get into, I want I want you to go a little get you know dig a little deeper so how about we uh, take a pause for our sponsors then we'll come back and get into uh, what we really want to talk about dig a little deeper Griff. I, I think i had man tears over here over tom brady and all your shenanigans that you're bringing up like well, i went just, deep on that. That, that cut me deep buddy like it's not even lion's crap and that that got me hot over here that's like you bringing up calvin or talking about the short sport we shall not speak of or all your negative bs during the season <laughs> like what do you mean all right we gotta take a break we'll be right back you ready showtime on May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Oh my goodness, we're back from the break. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you for putting up with Grifka. And and we, we, we couldn't even get out of the break talking anything Lions because Grifka had to bring up Tom Brady in pewter, Tom Brady in creamsicle, Tom Brady like making the biggest mistake ever. I mean, don't you think so, Pac-Man? It's a bad decision. 
period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. Uh, I should have rode off in the red, white, and blue with everything he's got and just thanked everybody. But anyway, let's let's get into Lions Griff on a Friday. We got lots to talk about. Okay. Um, I want to do this. Uh, you know, I want to base this on what the Lions have signed. We talked on Wednesday's show the signings that the Lions have made and some of the re-signings that they've done, especially the biggest the biggest signing they've had all offseason and Don Muehlbach. So uh, this uh, I want to point towards your favorite part of the year, and that's the draft. So um, my question to you is what the Lions have done so far. You kind of mentioned it. You know, what they've done so far in the signings, does it kind of point towards maybe the direction they're going in the draft early on, you know, um, especially in the first round? Um, like I said, we kind of talked about it before about how, you know, I think Bob Quinn's setting himself up for being able to go a whole bunch of different routes. Like I'm setting myself up for, again, maybe having another man tier. If he just sits there at number three, does nothing, takes Jeff Okuda and thinks, Hey, I'm good. You know, it's just like, I mean, I, I do have like visions of Slay and Okuda and and some of the other pieces dancing in my head and like the most optimistic Detroit Kool-Aid type view of what it could be. But I also think that would sort of be a nightmare because you've set yourself up to totally trade down and still get him or Simmons. So I think what they've done is just sort of protect themselves. I don't think they've really tipped their hand. You know, I heard a lot of people today. This is what frustrates me, Grifka. I try to not blow up too much on the show, but I have to hear these people act like because we brought in Chase Daniel and because we haven't like, you know, said, yeah, we might trade Matt. I don't know. Like what he's got to prove himself that we're not like still dangling that we might take a quarterback because it's not about dangling that you're going to take a quarterback. We've been over this. It's about telling all teams below that we're trading with somebody, whether it be Miami, Carolina, uh, the Colts, uh, the Raiders, like somebody's coming up to three. Is it going to be you or is it not? That's the game you play. And so I don't have any issue with the lines coming out saying Matt Stafford's our quarterback. I got no issues with them bringing in a backup, but I will have an issue if on draft night, when the lines go on the clock, we do not hear the words. We have a trade and it's the lines moving down to five, seven, uh, eight, uh, six, whatever it may be, maybe even all the way down into the, the mid-teens. I even threw out the option on Twitter. Hey, we we always get all this BS about the Lions only dealing with the Patriots. Like, the Patriots don't have a quarterback now. So, what if? What if we let them trade all the way up? We traded down to 23. We got a boatload of second, third rounders, future first rounders, whatever it is. We load it up in that sense, and you're still going to get a great football player at 23. Are you going to get some of these people that everybody has highlighted uh, for this season? No, but I'm definitely not a proponent of this big drop-off. I don't know, where do you start start the drop-off again, Grifka, after like the third or fourth pick? But like I, I feel like there's not a huge difference from 7, 8, 9 down into the mid-20s. The only difference is you pay them less, and you, you have more flexibility when you move down because now you're not stuck on these quote-unquote top guys you just let the board fall to you and then take the best player that you probably wow i had no idea this guy to be here at 23 or at 19 or you know if we we're able to trade with the dolphins you know you trade down to five and get 26 like you know 
then you just play the value game, and that's what I'm all about. So, no, I, I don't think anything they've done has really tipped it. I'm just really nervous that they might go super simple and sit there, pick, and say, yep, we're, we're good. We got the corner. We got we got uh, Isaiah Simmons and, and think they're ready to roll. And, and, gosh, this football team, like, as much as I drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, I still feel like they need lots of upgrades and lots of explosive players to take that next step next year. So – with even the signing of Jamie Collins, you still believe Isaiah Simmons is is on the board for them, like in play. I mean that. I mean, I don't know exactly where he would play. I mean, he's pretty versatile, but still, I mean, uh, I know a lot of people have seen his film, and it's one of those things like he moves so well that you might think he he might be one of those smaller linebackers, but he's actually he's pretty much the same size as Christian Jones, only a, a lot faster and better so but uh do, do you think simmons is still in play for these guys even though they signed jamie collins and you know release or trade canard yeah i hope so i mean i i think if you're if you're sticking up there at the top the the more obvious answers are jeff okuda first i think the lions probably do have a pretty big man crush on a Derek brown type just because he's big he's physical he can move he's got the long arms he's got ability to kind of push the pocket dominate the middle of the defensive line but man grifka i know you don't listen to all my different content i pump out but like I've absolutely fallen in love with Isaiah Simmons as a football player, top to bottom. He he had an interview recently where he said uh, every week with Clemson, he would learn six, seven plus positions. He he, he knew everything everybody was going to do on the football field. He said, it is not hard to play football when you know what thing, what's going to happen before it happens. He's a leader. He's a captain. He's big. He ran like a four, three, nine at his size, which is sick. People are calling him like a safety where he'd play a hang safety, like Tavon Wilson. I literally would take Isaiah Simmons and and teach him how to, you know, blitz off the edge, play the middle of our defense, guard tight ends, guard running backs. But I basically say, hey, Isaiah, you know, when you're out there, you're going to learn under Jamie Collins and other people, but we're going to put you out there and you're going to basically cover from sideline to sideline, right in the middle of our defense, all over the field. I want you to be a playmaker. And because of his versatility and his leadership, there's no way that I would be marking him off. And, and I think the biggest thing that happened was they when they got rid of Kennard because they were a bit log jammed. When you get rid of him, you're basically like putting Collins, you know, to Vi, and as much as you hate it, you know, Jared Davis and Jones is kind of your top four. But the only person that can do anything close to what Simmons can do is Jamie Collins, who we talked about as 30 years old and kind of on the back end of his career. So yeah, you, you definitely can't look past him, but. I'm not opposed to trading down and, and you know, Kinlaw is still definitely on my radar. There's a few other players I really like kind of in that middle part, anywhere from, you know, 12 down to like 20-ish, you know, in that range that I think there's like a handful of good football players there that I would take. So, yeah, I just I think you got to go in with all options open and also finally play the board. Don't let the board play you, you know, don't just sit and pick, don't just, you know, close the phones off, take every phone call and, and also be negotiate, be able to negotiate. Like they might not give you your dream offer, but make a deal to move down because there's, there's nobody you need. Like, even if you miss out on Okuda, there's good corners in the second and third rounds that you could, you could bring in if you're not getting rid of Darius Slay that could compliment him and could also let AO develop a little bit more. So to go in the draft thinking like, well, if I don't get Isaiah Simmons, like there's no way to put together a draft is going to be a mistake. And 
again, as much as I like, like Derek Brown, I think he's on my bottom of my list now is like, I only want him if you're trading down to seven to 12 range and he's still on the board, then yeah, take him. But I don't want him necessarily up, you know, anywhere in the top five, six, seven, you know, if I, if I had my choice. So that's my answer, man. Isaiah Simmons is my guy. He's probably my favorite player in the draft. My favorite player to come around in a while just because of his size, length, versatility, leadership, and speed and ability. Okay. Now I saw your tweet earlier in reference to, um, Griffith, why can't, why can't you give me a like on Twitter? Like the only things you do is sometimes retweet the show. Cause you know, I'll yell at you if you don't, can you like my stuff? Can you share it? Can you help a brother out? I mean, if you ever put anything oh, good sure. up, I would probably do that for yeah. you, but you never, you never give me oh, any here, love. Let me, on, let me on do that right now. Just make you feel better. There you go. Oh, wow. There, Thank there you. you. Grifka's first there, there ever thing that he like supports me on uh, online where any, I could put out the greatest take ever. And he just looks right past it and just goes and talks to Frank Ribble or something. Come on, man. <laughs> That's because Frank will give me four wows. We're supposed to be a so. team. <laughs> what did you say? Frank Rib wasn't giving you one of these. These are only reserved for my tweets. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! Grifka, I get the Frank quad wow on every one of my tweets. You get about a tenth of a Frank wow. I mean, and and like I say, you put something good up. Man, I'd be the first one to hit that like button, retweet, send you something. Nothing from you, ever. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> talking about your, uh, you know, Brady moving on to Tampa Bay, would the Lions, you know, trade down with New England? Well, why are you going to bring this up again? <laughs> I've had Tom Brady. Like, uh, you're hurting my heart here. This is my guy, and now he's down here. there in, in, in ketchup and mustard with Tampa Bay. Here, here I'm, I'm going to play with your emotions. So what if the Lions were to trade for the most overrated wide receiver in all time, ODB, you know, with his one catch? you think he'd be able to make one catch for Detroit ever without running his mouth and, you know, hanging out on a party boat with the rest of the wide receivers right before a playoff game? You think he would do that? Don't answer that question because I really don't care because I sure hope Odell never comes here. You Odell know? in Detroit. Oh, oh, oh. Woo! Yeah. That's what they're saying. Oh, they're beating him up, baby! Punching him in the face, taking his candy. <laughs> and he's walking down Woodward. You'd probably hear a lot of this if Odell was in Detroit. Touchdown! 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 Detroit Lions! <sighs> <sighs> okay. Anyway, so uh, you think the Lions would trade down in that, you, like you mentioned, you wouldn't want to maybe trade down that far. So when maybe when you trade down that far, would maybe like offensive line be a possibility if you were trade down that far because some of the names you mentioned obviously okuda simmons those guys are all going to be gone by then so maybe offensive line at that point even though they just signed hal <laughs> griff <laughs> griff could you listen to my takes ever when i talk like i i said you just said i wasn't uh wanting to trade down or that there was a drop off i spent like 10 minutes saying my dream scenario is to trade way down there's not this huge drop off there's great football players from 12 to 20 some did you you hear any of that down but i was mentioning would they take (laughs) offensive line at that point was my question okay well yeah i'm gonna get to that but first i gotta bust your chops that's what i do on the show secondly (laughs) like i of course, like uh, there's some tremendous offensive linemen in this draft that can play right tackle, grow them into left tackle, you know, could replace uh, Taylor Decker. I don't know. Some people like you say he's uh, not. Uh... Yeah, he's not that great. <laughs> uh, I disagree. He could have blocked a slug. <laughs> I disagree, but of course, man, like. 
that's what I said is that the Lions have to be open to all options. And what you do is you trade down. And a lot of people, like, I'll never understand it, Grifco, like, where people are just like, oh, man, if you trade to, like, nine, like, you're just, there's that huge drop-off. Like, you're just you're just hurting your football team. No, because if you trade to nine or 12 or 18, like, you're probably, the lower you go down, the more picks you're getting. The more picks you're getting, the more low-cost young players you're getting. The draft is full with top talent. You can't predict it anywhere from rounds one through five is pretty much just somewhat a roll of the dice, but also like a chance to totally improve your franchise for years to come. So I, I love Wills from Alabama. I think that Trish, um, Tristan worse out of Iowa would be great. Um, you know, I've soured a little bit on Andrew Thomas as most people have just, but he's the kind of bargain that you can get if you trade into the twenties and, or get an extra pick in the twenties and he's sitting there and you're like, Psh. You know, at this value, there's no reason not to go get the big boy Andrew Thomas from Georgia and, you know, play him. Um, you know, I don't know if he can play right necessarily where some of these other guys can flip, you know, and even play some guard. But, hey, Andrew Thomas probably from day one is probably better even to what Taylor Decker can bring you. He costs nothing. And, you know, it's just that mammoth type guy that we'd want on that side. So, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm all about it. My problem is that Bob Quinn has spent five years now trying to retool the offensive line. He spent a bunch of money. He's drafted a bunch of players, and we're sitting here five years later saying, "All right, we got to have a future stalwart left tackle. We need a left guard. We need a right guard, and we need a right tackle." Basically, like it's it's sad to say, but it's also where we're at right now. Until we see if Hal Vitae can play, we see what they got at right guard. You know, is good job Joe Dahl gonna? do a good job, Joe Dahl, next year. I don't know, but I'm curious because, you know, we should have better quality players than that. And people are probably listening going, man, but Oakley, you're the guy always supporting, like, Wagner and Decker. Yeah, because they were okay, but now we're sitting there with either holes or stuck with them, and now they're getting paid crazy bank. And now I'm wondering, scratching my head, going, how are we going to get this turned around for the future? And I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I definitely know in the first and even in the second round, I'm totally uh, keep my ears and options open to uh, Josh Jones, to you know some of these guys that are going to fall in that range. It's like you gotta you gotta have those on your radar now because you basically got to retool this on the fly, and it's going to be you're going to really need to see some mastery work or or Hal Vitae is going to have to be incredible. One or both of those are going to have to happen. So, absolutely, Griff. All options are open in the draft. You know that with me. Okay. Uh, one quick question, or one last question to finish up. You know, just a quick answer out of you. So, based on what the Lions have signed, you know, they got Nick Williams. If they stay where they're at, or maybe even trade down a little bit and get, you know, like you said, uh, Isaiah Simmons, you know, Jeff Okuda, somebody like that. Does defensive does defensive tackle become a must in the second round? Um, I mean, nothing's a must because it all depends how it falls. But Ross Blacklock from TCU has been the hot name with the Lions where everybody's saying anywhere from low first round to upper second round is, is where that kid could go. You know who I've fallen in love with, Grifka? This guy's actually, besides Isaiah Simmons, I've, I've put it on my other shows that you don't listen to. Um, you can is it Jeremy Chen? <laughs> I like Jeremy Chen, yeah. He's grown on me as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't like him just because of his name, like some people. Um, but uh, he'll hit you in the chin. Um, but <laughs> I, I think he could be a good football player. But like I said, if you'd listen to, I don't know, Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcast Network or maybe when I talk on this show, you would hear that, like, 
you know, my other f- draft crush right now is Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. This guy's more of a an edge player, but he's a big edge. He's like 300-some pounds, you know, 290, whatever he's going to end up being, 6'5"-ish. You know, he's just a, a mammoth guy with great bend and ability, uh, stout as well, and has a great personality. You know, seems like a – gosh, I don't know, like – before you could get him in the third, fourth round and some of the mocks I'm doing. Now I see him up in the, you know, early second, even like low first, mid second, wherever it is. I I would love it if they, you know, traded back and, and, and got Derek Brown and then combo mealed him with a Marlon Davidson. Oh baby. Um, but you know, yeah, there's going to be some good defensive tackles or you can wait for, your favorite name and mine, one of my favorites in the draft as well, Leaky Fotu out of Utah. You could get him probably in the third, fourth round. So don't ever peg yourself, Griff. I know I got to help you out on the show all the time, but you never go into a round saying in the first two rounds, I got to get this. What you do is you sort of let everything fall and then say, all right, who's the best player at a position of need and maybe a player that I can't wait on or that I can't believe is here. And you take that guy and then you do that throughout the rounds. And probably by the end, you're sitting there going, wow, look at all these players we got at good value. Um, and that filled needs and that fit the scheme that those are the three key things you have to do. So lots of good defensive tackles, offensive linemen, corners, um, you know, wide receivers. I would wait till the fifth. I'm waiting till the fourth or sixth round Griff could before I take a wide receiver or running back. That's the only thing I put a peg on. And the only reason I do that is because it's way too tempting with some of this talent in the first, second, or third round. You're going to see players there. There's, oh, he'd be, he'd be explosive. Oh, he'd be a great running back. Oh, there's that over-the-top receiver. I've told myself mentally, wait, 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 and then wait some more because there's so many good ones out there that you can get that value later. So play the board, Griff Cup, play the board. One of these days you'll get it. <laughs> Good stuff, Derek. I, I really enjoy listening to your takes on that. I'm well-schooled. I'm homeschooled because, once again, the governor said I can't go nowhere. So I appreciate that. Griffco, the question is, do you agree with me? Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> and Griffco, like, I, I'm so glad I pulled that out of you. I know you didn't want to say it. But, you, I mean, you know you basically agree with me on the show. You repeat my takes. But that's why we have fun. And, and, and you, you do your gimmicks, and we, we talk a lion. So it's a good show. But the people love to end the show in only one way. I mean, Grifka, you've you've had good, well, you've had a couple good questions. It's not your best day. Uh, we had a good show on Wednesday. But what they really want to know is: is this the show? Is this the moment? Is this the time? Is this the one time since we've started the show where you answer the question that they're all waiting for, which is: Do you have anything else for the people? Nope. <laughs> oh, man, you had me worried there, but we got what we wanted. Grifka has nothing left. He's emptied his tank. So have I. We've, we've poured out all that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We'll be back next week. One week closer to the draft. More free agents to talk about. Grifka... Me and Grifka, I guarantee at least one fight next week where we really get into it. Uh, I know you guys enjoy that, and we're about due. So, everybody, thank you so much. Take care. We'll be right back here next week on the Kool-Aid cast. Have a great weekend. We're out. Back 
drink it in, man.